Good morning, everybody. I'm Troy, and I'm an addict. Good morning, Troy. Good morning. It is wonderful to be here today. I uh, I left here Thursday. I was not in a good headspace at all. Um, the reminder for you guys is that life on life's terms. Uh, shit's going to happen. Things are going to go wrong. Things are going to go right. Things are going to go unpredictably. But guess what, y'all? I'm still sober. So I don't have uh, the propensity to use that I used to, but when shit goes wrong in my world, it's always the first thing I think of. Um, maybe not going out and using, but how quickly I can ruin everything if I do. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has a, a quote that's one of my all-time favorites. He said, sure, I'd love to have a glass of wine with dinner, but I remember I got plans for Christmas. Wow. <laughs> Y'all get that? <laughs> um, so today my goal was to, uh, to understand passion. Um, so I wanted to share that journey with you guys today. Um, it's, passion is an amazing emotion. Uh, passion is the true description of the words love and hate. The, uh, the chemical response in your body to the feelings of love are almost exactly the same as the chemical response in your body to the feelings of fear. It's almost exactly the same as the chemical response to your body as anxiety. It's almost exactly, in fact, it is exactly the same as the chemical release that we describe as hate. So if the chemical release that goes on in my body is the same for both love and hate, how much of a part does my attitude play in those feelings? If I choose to love behind the passionate response that my body understands, and I choose to make that a happy feeling, it will, it will feel happy. It will feel elation. Um, anybody here ever love their spouse, mate, or partner so much they just can't stand themselves. And then 15 minutes later, after they say some dumb shit, you hate them just that much because the love and the hate are exactly the same response in your body. The response is called passion. So when you become passionate about a human being, and you run out and date them or marry them or, you know, chase them forever when they don't ever turn around and look at you, those feelings can quickly manifest to hate inside because of the way you understood a situation. But that's your understanding. So recognize that you've got passionate feelings about something, that you're the one who's going to control how they manifest, how those feelings manifest. Are they going to manifest as love? Are they going to manifest as hate? Sometimes if you get scared right in the middle of a passionate situation, your instinct is to hate it. That's your, your body only understands a couple of things. I say it very often that we addicts invented the term. I feel some kind of way. We invented that term because we had to learn to experience emotions without any baseline of what they meant. We didn't know what those feelings were. Sometimes when you get frustrated or angry, 
The only thing you can say is this has got me feeling some kind of way because you're feeling an elevated response. You're feeling passion. Get passionate about everything in your world. Um, if you're a poet, have you ever written a poem? I skip the room to my poets. If you ever written a poem that didn't spur some sort of passionate feeling in you, whether it was fear, sorrow, love, or hate, almost every time while you're in the middle of constructing that poem or writing that song or drawing that picture or finding that piece of art that's going to inspire the next guy, there's something about that that you feel passion about. Get passionate about not rehab, but recovery. You don't have to love what's going on here. You don't have to. But if you feel hate for it, guess what? You've already become passionate about it by accident. As soon as you find yourself where you can't wait for the next unit or you are, you know, you know, we've got clinicals at 10. You're, you're instantly like, man, I, I really hate doing clinicals. I really hate that. The fact that you hate it means you've become passionate about it. You don't have to live in the negative end of passion. You can choose the positive end. Anybody ever hate, anybody ever hate sex with somebody? I'm trying to do this without cussing. I can't do it. Anybody ever hate fuck somebody? Okay. But you enjoyed it because you were passionate about it. Your, your, your emotions were elevated. Your body chemicals were elevated. Um, I, my, my wife and I have some struggles on the daily because she communicates one way, I communicate another. We've had to find a middle ground where we communicate together. But the one thing we do both understand is that when there's a subject that we're passionate about, we're going to be passionate about it. We're going to fight about it or we're going to love about it, but we're going to experience the passion. Right now, I'm going through some shit in my world that I never could have predicted. I never could have predicted what's going on in my life right now. Um, watching someone regress, you know, the, the anybody ever seen the movie Benjamin Button? Okay, that's kind of what's going on. Uh, I have this family member who's passing away slowly as a result of brain cancer. And her, her mentality is regressing. She feels as though it's 2004 right now. The responses that she's giving to people are based on a timeline that's long gone. But her brain chose something that she was passionate about and chose that to be the place where she's going to live. Now, there's some questionable stuff that might have happened in that time frame that's, you know, some of the responses that are coming out of her are very different than anyone would predict. But they're her truths. And at that time in her life, she was experiencing a lot of passion. So that's where her memory's locked in. That's where she sits. Wouldn't it be cool if we could choose the place to sit in our memories and just stay there? It don't work that way, y'all. <laughs> it don't. Um, there's, a, there's a blessing that she's experiencing right now, in my opinion. She's going to be able to pass this plane of existence happy, no matter what. Because that's where her brain has chosen to be. And that's amazing. I'm envious, a little bit envious of that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the term secondhand suicide, but uh, any of us who have ever 
had suicidal thoughts or suicidal propensities, when you hear somebody's dying, you were jealous. We get jealous. I do. Um, and that's secondhand suicide. It's like, man, if I could just get this terminal disease, I could die and it wouldn't be my fault. Like, that's some sick shit. But that's where we live. Who lives there? I live there. Um, as much as I hate to say it, that's a real place. And I live there. Um, you know, I don't want to see a car accident or see a candle put up on the wall and not feel grief or sorrow. I don't, I, I want to feel grief and sorrow. I want to feel a little bit of pain. I don't want to be jealous. And sometimes I still do. But I realize that's because I'm passionate about my life. As much as I hate the things that go on in my life, I love them too. Um, I talk about being grateful every day. There's a lot of negative shit that's happened to me in my world. I got some trauma, you know, that, that has changed the way I think. Uh, but I'm grateful for that because I wouldn't be able to think the way I do if it wasn't for those things. I wouldn't be able to find that point where I can reach you on a metaphysical level because of what I've been through. Um, I don't know how many, I, I wanted to talk about this last week. Uh, we had a, a client here who was very in touch with his metaphysical self. Um, he's gone now. Uh, you know, on the, in the best kind of way, left with a certificate of completion. Um, but this individual and I had some discussions about Reiki. I don't know if you guys, do, who knows what Reiki is in the room before I start talking about it. All right, Reiki, the word means R-E-I, Ray, the root means God or, or nature or all-powerful being. Key means uh, self-work. So, or energy, the, your self-energy and the work within. So Reiki is the manipulation of energy within the body. Um, it's a practice that's been done for years. It's a, it's a holistic, non-invasive, uh, you know, it's done with your clothes on. Uh, there's, no, there's no medicine involved. Um, it's a hovering of hands. Sometimes there's physical touch. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's vibration. Sometimes they're not. But... Um, I consider myself a healer. I've been through some stuff and I've found some things about myself. I've recognized that my empathy level is a lot higher than, than a lot of people. Um, not because I'm more empathetic, but because I truly am feeling your feelings. Sometimes when I walk up to you and I put my hand on your shoulder, it's one for comfort and two, so I can get a reading on you because I'm not sure where the, what I'm feeling is coming from. Um, and if I feel as though you're carrying negative emotions around with you, it's going to be my job, not as an employee of White Deer Run, but as a human being on the planet Earth. It is my job to alleviate some of your negative energies. Um, I, I challenge you guys to take on that role. Uh, take on that role and find the place in you that is able to accept somebody else's negative energy, turn it positive and give it back. Um, Sometimes we become very aggressive about situations that bother us. Why is that? Because we're passionate about that situation. If we've spent a whole lot of time behind bars, we become very passionate about weird shit like food, socks, clean underwear. Like out on the street, we just rock a commando and keep going and go around the way and get what we need. 
But then we get in jail and all of a sudden we're starting to rethink how we lived and we try to put together a life in this little box. Well, this ain't jail, y'all. Not even close. Sometimes it might feel that way, but that's because we make it feel that way. We got to be passionate about the fact that this is a place of recovery. This is healing. Walk into a hospital or a nursing home and you'll feel the same energy we feel here without the negative that brought them there. Um, people are in those situations because their bodies have failed them or they were involved in a situation where something invasive affected their life going forward. Um, they're just as passionate about getting better as we are. It's just very different. We're not confined to a bed with IVs, you know, waiting for the doctor to come in to tell us what to do next. But the same thing is happening here. When we try to pull you all together as a group and we try to make everybody laugh together, it's healing. It's something that we're trying to help you guys understand that it's okay to laugh. A lot of us lived a long time without laughing. The only elation, the only dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin that we got was turned on by another chemical. We didn't have any that just occurred in us. But if you find the thing you're passionate about, I'm passionate about art. That's my thing. I put myself in a corner over the past six, eight months where I haven't produced nearly the amount of art that I've produced in the past, you know, day by day. Uh, but through the stresses and trials that I'm going through right now, I've been, I've been inspired to go back in the studio and I painted again this weekend. Uh, I told you guys last weekend I painted, painting sold wet. It hadn't even dried before I had an offer on it. Um, I did not take pictures of this one because I'm not ready to sell it yet. Um, I'm afraid if I take a picture, I'll post it on Facebook and somebody will buy it. And I'm not ready to part with it yet. Uh, it's It's got a lot of me in it, a whole lot of me. Um, but I'm passionate about that. So if I nurse that passion that's not surrounding drugs and alcohol or chemicals of any kind, then I can continue to proceed on the on the right path and be excited and be allowed to be happy about it. Um, the, uh, the last thing I want to end, I, the room's pretty much turned hundred percent. So I want to talk about these pins real quick. Um, some of the people that have known that have been here a minute, know exactly what they are and what they mean. For those of you who are new and don't, you'll see a lot of the techs and staff members wearing these pins. There's one that looks like this and I don't have anxiety on me. Do you? It's on your other one. So <clears throat> I'm an artist by trade. I'm here because COVID took my venues of work away from me uh, and I needed to make money and have health insurance somehow. So I chose this uh, because I don't really care how much money or how little money I make doing this. I feel like I'm getting paid in karma. And right now that's all the currency I need. Uh, but as an artist, when I first started producing art and realized that it was, it was what I had to do, not what I wanted to do, uh, was behind, I had a, I worked for Home Depot for a long time. Uh, I had a panic attack that manifested itself as a heart attack, put me in the hospital. Um, I ended up, you know, four hours unconscious at the desk of a Home Depot while my team of 13 people just wandered around me aimlessly, not knowing what to do. Um, I put myself in a negative situation because I let stress run my life instead of my passions. Um, when doesn't matter how that all ended, 
Uh, it ended the best kind of way. You know, I, I left on good terms. I'm probably rehirable, but I'd never go back. Um, but that job was killing me. So as I sat there with my therapist after that job ended, and I was in the midst of some real depression, some true, true depression. She said, can you tell me the time you were the happiest in your life? And I said, yeah, when I was on tour with the Grateful Dead, I answered it that quickly. And she was like, wow. She was like, that was a quick answer. And she goes, why do you think that? I said, it's because I didn't own anything. I didn't owe anything and I didn't need anything. And she was like, well, then put yourself back in that space. I'm like, I'm a over 40 year old man. I can't own nothing and need nothing. I got kids and a house and mortgages and car insurance and all that shit to deal with. And she said, that's not important. She said, what's important is getting your head where you need to be. So I went home and I made a couple tie-dyes for my family. And uh, I used to make tie-dyes in the bathtub at Comfort Inn, wherever the hell I was in the nation. And I left pretty purple rings around tip bathtubs all over the place. And I'm definitely proud of that. Um, but I, I, I sat at home and I made a couple dies for my family and I made a couple more and I started looking online and I found the dark star orchestra show, which is a grateful dead cover band. If you're not familiar with them. Um, and I was like, man, I want to go see a concert. I'm gonna go see a show. So I went and I, I sold tie dyes and people bought them. And I felt just like I used to feel when I was slinging bumper stickers and t-shirts on lot. Only difference was I wasn't selling acid and Coke this time. I was just selling bumper stickers and t-shirts. Didn't make as much money, but had a good time. Um, but when I when I got home and gathered myself together, I went back to my therapist's office and I asked her, you know, I, I, she said, have you done any practicing on bringing your old you back? And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. And I talked about what I had done and then I'd sold some shirts and everything. And she was like super proud of me. And uh, I said, but I'm still struggling with depression, and anxiety. It's still happening all the time. And she said, okay, do me a favor, artist. She said, I want you to go draw those feelings. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I want you to draw an image that has a face that you can identify as your depression or as your anxiety. So I did. I went and I drew that um, for depression. And then the anxiety pen, I'll show you guys that another time. I'll, 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 I'll have one on me tomorrow. Um, so I drew the anxiety piece of art and I, and I, you know, drew them on, you know, large sketchbook paper. And she said, bring them in with you. So I did, I brought them in, I showed them to her and she said, now, what do these mean? And I said, the, the depression is a, he has no arms or legs. He's just a slug that just lays in my gut, but he's full of super sharp teeth and he's instantly available, available to consume any happiness I have. Anything that makes me happy, my depression monster will just eat it. And my anxiety monster, anxiety is an octopus with even longer teeth. Um, and what he does is he latches on inside my gut and then uses those tentacles to tickle every other organ and fuck with me while I'm trying to walk around while he chews away at my gut. So she said, I want you to take those. I want you to make copies of them and put them everywhere. So what do you mean? She said, put one in your ashtray in your car, put one under the sun visor, put one where you plug your seatbelt in put one at your desk, on your computer, put one behind. And I'm like, why am I doing that? She goes, cause you need to learn to hate that face because you let yourself fall in love with your depression. Unfucking real. Oops. I cussed again. I'll just start marking them down. I guess. Um, 
Um, anyway, so the reality of I had let myself fall in love with these demons that were killing me means I had the ability to hate them too. So it worked really well for me. Every time I reached for anything, I was reminded because as soon as you put a face on something, it's real easy to hate, real easy to hate. You can look at an orange all day long and it's never going to bother you. Put googly eyes on it. You can hate that motherfucker in a second. Damn, I did it again. <laughs> I'm going to get a beat button for myself. Um, anyway, so that leads me to this. Uh, it helped me so much that I decided I also have a, a, I have a nonprofit organization called Let Me Know How You Are Today. It's LMK. Um, and it's a suicide prevention uh, suicide prevention through art, awareness, and music. Um, and what I found was all of those people also suffered from anxiety and depression. Every one of them. So I said, let's do a fundraiser and let's build up some money for LMK by selling these pens. I sold about 12 of them before I said, this isn't something I'm supposed to sell. So I just started giving them away. I've made 500 of them um, at this point, and I give them out every chance I get. The reason I made them the shape that I did is so that they feel very definite in my hand. The reason I did a smooth top instead of a, a bevel top is because I want it to be calming when I touch it. This is a way every time I touch it, if I'm feeling depressed, all I got to do is hold this pen in my hand and I'm reminded that I hate that demon and he doesn't live with me anymore. Um, my, I don't wear the anxiety, the anxiety pen because it's not, it's not what I need right now. I need to remember that depression is what's chasing me. Um, so I challenge you guys, anybody who feels like they have any artistic talent or even if you don't draw up the feelings inside of you, put a face on them and learn to hate them because the reason you're harboring your secrets is because you've let yourself fall in love with them. So be passionate about the fact that you don't need to live that way anymore. Be passionate about some things in your life are going to leave you and change. It's going to happen. Be grateful that it does because you don't know what you're being protected from. But I promise you, if something is pulled out of your tight grip, somewhere your higher power is looking out for you, trying to protect you from it. So... I'm not as pumped up as I normally am today, but you guys know I got a whole lot going on. But it was super important for me to come in today, be here, and show you guys that life on life's term did not take me out. Life on life's term did not hold me in bed at home, isolating, which is where I want to be. I'm not going to lie. My default coping skill is, I talk about it all the time. What is it, y'all? Sleep. Yeah, I could, I could have just kept on hitting snooze this morning. It would have felt wonderful. It'd be great to be snuggled up in that bed and smelling the fabric softener in my sheets. But that's not where I am. That's not where I'm supposed to be. Um, I'm just as passionate about seeing you guys getting better. I'm just as passionate about trying to help you. I'm just as passionate about being an example for you to see that in the time that I'm struggling, I'm still doing that thing that's a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm coming in here and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do for you. And that brings me to my favorite part of the day. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to take away the word shit. I'm not going to do it. I apologize, but I can't. So today we're going to learn, practice, and remember to be grateful, be kind, 
be love where there's none. And I am crushing this For everything that happens to me today, whether I want it or not, I will be grateful. No worries. For every interaction I have with another human being, even though I might feel like I hate them, I will be kind. And when I walk in that room that just smells like burnt sulfur and hate, I will be loved where there is none. Who's happy they're clean today? I am. Who's happy they woke up today? I am. Who's happy they had a bed to sleep in? I am. Who's happy it was under roof? Who's happy we don't have fucking bug bites all over our backs from sleeping in the grass? Me too, y'all. Me too. What are y'all doing here today? What are y'all doing here today? And this one's for the people that don't like when we cuss. What are y'all doing today? I apologize. I'm Troy. I'm an addict. Thanks for letting me share. All right. So 10 o'clock, you want to start church or you want me to let let them smoke while you get the TV ready? Let's go smoke while we get the TV ready. And when we, when we're done, we're going to come in here. We're going to do roll call and everybody is going to answer with church or spirituality. I'll explain it again momentarily.